What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Miltrick Media. I'm your host, Miltrick, and I'm here with UK pop songwriter, Scott Magnus. Scott, how's it going? Thank you for being here. My pleasure, my pleasure. I've like been us. watching the show for a while, and it's it's great to, to actually be here. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for checking out the other episodes. We met on Instagram, I believe, probably from either Explore or maybe from, I'm not sure if it was like a separate blog, but it was on Instagram. I first discovered your page, I believe, and your music. I think maybe that was when, uh, like when you released The Phoenix. I think that was the first song I heard from you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It was around summer, summer last year. But I, I remember seeing some of your releases back then and really digging what you was doing. And I was also really enjoying some of your uh going behind the scenes and how you did your production i found that quite interesting and that's kind of first got interested in you and i've seen the show and i've, I've been watching the, the episodes and I, I found it really interesting especially the fact you've got a diverse range of artists um you know comedians and and yeah, i found it quite interesting so i, I really I dig what you're doing i wish you the best with it thank you no i appreciate it. yeah that that's the plan. I just love talking to a diverse group of people, artists and creatives of all kind, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just having a lot of fun with it. But yeah, it probably was summer of 2021. Yeah, I believe I saw when you released some music, and then yeah, we connected on IG through that. And it's it's amazing how social media can connect people from different continents and everything. How it wasn't even like that 20 years ago, right? It, it's so insane. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's been one of the things that I never when I, when I fully gotten into my music career. One of the absolute perks you know i've got friends in the us but like all over europe in india uh, and just making connections you'd never you'd never normally make and really finding that we have a lot in common despite you know there are certain differences with our cultures but there are definitely a lot of common ground that we can find yeah 100 so in 2021 mistake me if i'm wrong but that was the first year you began releasing your own original music correct Absolutely. Um, I've been writing songs for years, but uh, I actually only decided uh, start of 2020. Well, as for quite a few people, I think, but like at the start of the pandemic, I think I know what I want to do. This is absolutely what I need to do as a career, so what I need to do with my life. And I just went hell for leather. And yeah, and I was working more and more on my craft uh, during 2020. And then 2021, I went hell for leather and, and released my songs. Yeah, that was the same with me. Once the pandemic hit, that's when I first released my first solo song. And that's when I realized I need to go full forward with this because especially when that happened, it's like you need to move forward like anything could happen in life. And this is what I want to do with my career. I was same page. Like, yeah, that's when it really started for me too. When I maybe wanted to start a podcast again, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's insane. So but 2021, you've had a wildly successful year. Spotify alone, you racked up over 90,000 streams I saw. That's amazing. Congratulations. So yeah, man. 2021 being the first year you officially released original music, what inspired you to start creating and releasing music? When did it all begin? Um, I mean, as, as in deciding sort of, yeah, to, to release the music that yeah. I kind of- Deciding to become a musician and become an artist. Yeah, when yeah, did it so all it was, begin it was, for you? It was at the start of uh, 2020. Um, and that, 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 that whole year was, was more of a process of, songwriting and learning covers and just just working on my skills and i could have carried on doing i feel like i've just uh frozen no, on, your, on, on, on my screen well maybe not on your screen but you're you're now a, a little statue but that's okay oh i got you right now you look I'll, good I'll just imagine, yeah, i'm just imagining i'm on radio speaking to you now nah, you're, <laughs> you're good right now no you okay. didn't 
you, nothing froze on this. I don't. I still see you. Well, as long as, it, as, long as it's not frozen on that side, that's fabulous. Uh, yes, so yes. anyway, um, so yeah, I, I, maybe I could have carried on just working on my skills, building my IG by doing covers. Um, but I decided to instead, um, you know, go to the studio and get my my songs uh, recorded professionally. I I kind of produced uh, somewhat to them and. Um, and I, what, what my approach is, I, I kind of produce so far, um, I, I make make demos, um, and then I'll and then I work with a producer just to take it to that next level. Yeah, and I saw the producer you've worked with on some of your past releases was a UK producer, Justin Tingy. Is that his name or TNG? Jack, on Jack, Jack Tingy. Yeah, I mean, Jack Tingy. Yeah, I think he goes by the artist name Tingy. It's his last name. Um, yeah, and and that's been a. A, a fabulous um collaboration uh we, we've really hit it off um yeah that looks awesome i was um, seeing his page as well yeah yeah and the interesting thing is that he he predominantly works with i mean he works with a diverse range of artists but he works with um predominantly i'd say hip-hop artists um but i think what kind of sets him apart from a lot of hip-hop producers is that you know in his studio he has the facilities to, for you to you know do what i do uh, which is record guitars and, and and what have you and we have a real we, we bounce a lot of ideas off, off each other in terms of the production and everything and um he's got a really really open mind in terms of music and um i'm able to sort of draw from so many different influences and uh, communicate that to him and his kind of skill of production is much is superior to mine and he can realize it yeah and i was seeing the content that you've posted over the past few months like you were in his studio and yeah it, the space looks awesome that's awesome that you yeah you've been working there and that's where you've been getting a lot of the ideas out and you're able to get as much out as possible that's amazing yeah and even with your music i've noticed in your recent releases yeah you have a wide range of influences which is cool you have thank you indie rock and pop in your music you also have some like hyper pop or trap influences so let's talk about your hybrid style of music why do you create that kind of music what inspired that for sure um well really i mean when, when i come to write a song i i don't really in terms of limit myself in what influence i will draw from or what sound i'll go for um It'll be whatever I think the feeling or whatever the song requires. Oh, you, you're back. You're moving a bit more now. <laughs> you're you're frozen before. I'm no uh, longer a statue. Okay, perfect. Actually, no, perfect. You're, you're a statue again. But it's okay. It's okay. Ah, it's all good. Um, uh, so anyway, um, what was I saying? So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll draw from whatever whatever I want, and that just so happens the things that I like maybe on the the more um, acoustic side of things in terms of like live instruments, um, indie music, or rock music um but then also you know I, I i love hip-hop and i love like hyper pop and and i just want to bring those things together i think quite a fair few artists near, near me are great at like doing the live music instrument but i just want to do something a bit different and i'm not the usual sort of musician that perhaps goes to tingy and i wanted to just make that sound happen i think it hopefully it's giving me some, quite a distinct sound and there are artists that obviously do draw from these kind of diverse uh, sounds. Uh, there's an artist that I really like at the moment called Jerish Johnson. He's doing something where he's combining rock and pop and uh, 
trap in a, in a really cool way and I, I kind of want to be in his vein really yeah yeah that's awesome and especially now in 2022 because we grew up with the access to so much music yeah it's broken down the barriers of genre where you have and can create music with so many influences and i love that that's awesome yeah it's really cool and so yeah let's talk about growing up in the uk so were you born and raised in the united kingdom yeah that's absolutely right yeah um in a Oldham, which is kind of part of the borough of Manchester. You've probably heard of Manchester. Yeah, yeah, Manchester. Uh, that's right. So it's uh, that's that's in the north of England. And um, yeah, I mean, some people like to be down about where they're from and kind of call living in England. But I'm I'm quite grateful to live in England. I, I, and, and certainly Manchester. I think it's a a great city to be to have lived. I, I'd a uh, I think I've just got the best of both worlds here because I'm quite near the countryside, and yet there's still the uh, metropolitan life of like there's plenty of great bars and really great for live music as well and especially now there's uh yeah there's so many musicians i can interact with uh yeah i've had a great time growing up in uh, england and uh, we have a rich musical uh theatrical artistic history and i'm grateful to have that access to that really yeah. And like I was saying all fair before the episode started, like I would love to go to the United Kingdom in London. That's a place I've always wanted to visit. It's on top of my bucket list. Hopefully maybe I can make it out this year or sometime soon, but that's sure, amazing. Yeah. What, what would sure. you be your top, top thing to do in London? Is, is, is it seeing the sights or is it going to a certain, uh, seeing the show sights. or yeah. seeing the sights? I'm open to whatever. Cause I don't have a blueprint exactly. Cause I've never been so seeing the sights, just getting a feel for the city, yeah. being there for, for sure. a few days, exploring, just taking it all in, you know, that, that, yeah, that would be it, you know? But, so you grew up basically, so Oldham is like a borough of Manchester. And that's no, really cool. um, yeah, it's, it's a little town with, within, within Manchester. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, Manchester's the city that everyone kind of knows, obviously, yeah. from Manchester United, but also, um, it's quite famous with regards to music. I mean, I don't, I don't, they, they didn't, they kind of broke America, but not fully. Oasis is probably one of the biggest bands from oh, Manchester. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know Oasis? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know uh, they I were from Manchester. Of, cool. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, they're from Manchester. I mean, I actually have pro perhaps more of a Lancastrian accent than they do because they speak proper Manx, proper Manx talk, you know, go down money for a burger and like mad for it, mate. And they talk a bit like that. Um, but also another band you might have heard of from Manchester, The Smiths. You heard of oh, Smiths? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Oasis and The Smiths. They were from the UK. I just wasn't sure yeah. specifically where. But that, wow, that's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm quite... quite yes, it's... Simple. I mean, obviously, New York. I mean, you'd be here all day for a shot. I count all the, the artists that have come out of there and all the creatives. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but it's obviously cool. much smaller Manchester than, than, uh, than New York. No, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But so growing up, what were your biggest musical influences growing up? For sure. So, I mean, I've been writing songs for quite a while now. And in the early days, it was around, indie was really, um, really big where, where I, when I was kind of in my teenage years. Uh, so bands like Arctic Monkeys and there was a kind of pop indie band called The Kooks. And they had bands like Kasabian and um, the Fratellis, Franz Ferdinand. And then yeah. you, had, you had bands who were part of this in New York, right? You had The Strokes. They yeah. were they were in India. They actually inspired um, 
Arctic Monkeys. So my music was kind of, I suppose, along those lines. That was a lot of what I was listening to. Uh, I was also really into Kings of Leon. It's a bit of a normie band, but I, I liked them. I like I like Kings of Leon. Arctic um, Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys was a huge influence to me as well. I first, oh really? That's cool. Yeah, they are. Arctic Monkeys was a huge influence to me as well. I was in a band in high school, and we were called the Riot Van. It was inspired by the oh, track. Oh nice. Off. Yeah. We were yeah. By the day by uh, we were inspired by uh, the song of their debut Riot Van. They were a big influence. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the Strokes are a big influence to me as well. I know the cool. Fratellis, like Chelsea Dagger. I've heard of the Kooks. I remember hearing them. I only know a couple of songs, but I remember yeah. hearing them because they were, they were. I forgot the song that broke, but I've heard of them first on Is All Nations. Is it Naive, probably? Maybe, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah well, it, it sounds like awesome. yeah, you're definitely on the same page. I mean, I, I suppose I wasn't aware of how much these bands had traveled, you know? Um, yeah. it, it is infamously hard for... UK bands to break America. I mean, they did it, was it in the 60s with the British invasion? They've never quite done it on that same level since, you know? I remember because I was in high school, especially like the Arctic Monkeys, I felt in America, like they broke huge after AM, like oh, really? after that record, after that yeah. album came out. Because I, right. I remember learning like they, their debut record was the fastest selling debut record in, um, or at least their debut record went number one in the UK. Like when they first started out, they were like 19 and that was inspiring to me. I didn't even know that. And then once I learned that, I was yeah. like, that's amazing. But after yeah. AM came out, they like, I felt they got big in America. Like after 2013, 14, they blew up even more here. And I remember yeah, like, my, really friends, cool, they, my friends that, knew more about released, them. They released, that's probably the fifth album, you know? So they Do I well want to know? That's yeah, so that track. Yeah, yeah. Huge. No, it was a great album. And that was huge yeah. here as well. Like that sold so many records. Um, yeah. no, it was a great album because he kind of mixed the whole R and B and 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 rock and a little bit of hip hop as well, didn't they? Yeah. Old school hip hop. And I think that, that really struck a chord. Yeah, that did it really struck a chord. It was it was really fascinating to see. But yeah, like some we're some, we're on the same page as some of the influences. Yeah, that's awesome. I grew up like the White Stripes also influenced me a lot, but even like bands like Green Day, Corn and Slipknot, that was big for me as well. And then sure. like the Stones, the Who, the Beatles, that's huge for me as well. Stuff like that, for yeah. Sure. Well, I'd actually say that the, I mean, those are these are really great influences around that time that I was growing. Uh, but I'd say they they were more the other influences as I was growing up. I think as I, as I've gotten older, I think my taste has diversified. But um, yeah, me too, me too. But uh, for sure, it was, it was a great time for music. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's cool. So, at what age did you realize you wanted to start writing songs? Did you know when you were a kid? You know, I may always start writing music. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just kind of obsessed with it, really. Um, I mean, from the age, yeah, from I mean, I, I started learning guitar about uh, age eleven, but I was kind of obsessed writing songs from that, the age of fifteen. And uh, yeah, I mean, my phone was absolutely loaded with voice recordings and uh, going to my mum's bedroom mum just probably pestering like you know listen to this listen to this song you know and just sit, sit at the end of the bed you know and uh yeah I, I was just obsessed with it so it's yeah pretty pretty young age yeah yeah so the first record you released your debut single was the phoenix right no it's actually called um diamond in the rough the phoenix is the oh, second diamond one in the rough. so nearly the second yeah. one okay so yeah let's talk about first diamond in the rough what inspired okay the lyrics for that song and the overall production. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, the lyrics, uh, it was kind of a feeling that uh, I'd kind of been nagging on me. I mean, it's quite personal. It's kind of the feeling of like, 
I don't know. Uh, shame and 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 also like shame for kind of an embarrassing situation that had happened and like quite a while ago, but it had stuck with me and I maybe hadn't um, addressed it. And um, also, I, 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 it was coming. I, I'm releasing an EP called Come Back Stronger, and, and it was kind of coming after a period after I'd like been out in a real rut, not really knowing what to do with my life, and. I still had this mental block that I'm not quite capable. And I think that even though it's quite a sad song, I think it was kind of like a break, uh, like a, a breakthrough moment that, it, that the song captured of like, you know, I've got this feeling of like, I'm not uh, quite adequate. There's a feeling of guilt. And, but also coupled with that, there's a feeling of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to, to bring it all together. I think the only way I could express it clearly is through the song. In terms of influences, um, there's quite a, a wide variety from Nirvana, directly from Nirvana in terms of the uh, guitar part that I came up with. Yeah. Um, and then we actually have Juice World because that was around time I was really getting into some of the uh, emo trap uh, kind of music, particularly Juice World. Yeah. Um, nice, I wasn't, nice. Uh, and, and then also uh, there's an artist called uh breakins you might have heard it's a hyper pop artist oh and I was, I was yeah just, yeah i've heard of yeah, him last I mean, every, couple months talks about him. i think everyone's it's everyone's like favorite artist at the minute like mm-hmm. un- underground favorite artist and he, he he kind of um inspired me and i think the production was quite particularly we went down like a quite a post malone route but the, the song itself the core of it kind of sounds like a indie song it sounds a little bit like the smiths almost uh, like a, the Smiths, but then almost also mix a bit of grunge, and we also mix some folk instruments. So I have three different guitars that are played on on the track. So we had a, a classical guitar, um, an acoustic guitar, and electric. We just kind of let, uh, our, as we always awesome. do, and as I always do, my creative process to let our creativity run through free, really. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Even mentioned how yeah, you had the wider range of influence, the wide range of influences, like you mentioned, the Smiths, Juice World. That's really cool. How you're blending all of those into the tracks. That's really cool. Thank you, man. So that was your first single, Diamond in the Rough, and then the Phoenix was after that. And I even noticed, yeah, you got some press features over the last year with your singles. You've been mm. featured in magazines like Metal Magazine, Variance, Rolling Stone, India, Ear Milk. How did you secure those press features? For sure. So, um, I actually, for the, for the, for the bigger ones, I, um, I actually work with, I'm going to shout out to, it's called LPR agency. So she actually helped me do that. I mean, there are, I, I have since gained my own contacts and, and I, I do a lot of my own, um, getting my own press, but I think certainly for the bigger ones like Air Milk and Rolling Stone India is quite hard to get seen for that. So, I mean, it's not cheap to, if you're going to invest in a PR company, but I think there, there, there's a. It's certainly when you're starting out. I think there's um, there's some wisdom to it because, yeah, you know, no one who knows who you are, and I think if if your songs are good enough, I mean, no one guarantees you a a, a, a feature on um, Rolling Stone or India or whatever. Yeah, uh, the, the these companies can only submit you because they have their contacts. But uh, I think it gives you a degree of credibility. You know, if people don't know who you are, yeah. and also you know, just having those pedigrees. Are just useful, you know, to put on your bio or when you're um, maybe even submitting to um, Spotify editorial playlists 
or and you know say if you want to secure a gig well you know you, can, you might mention that you know i've been featured in this magazine and gives you a bit of credibility you know yeah for sure yeah and when networking it's great yeah yeah it's great for when you're submitting you never know what that may open up the doors may open up yeah and that's cool it's learning about the press and the publicity that certain artists do especially independent artists are you currently an independent artist Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't have a manager. Yeah, yeah. I, I and that's do, cool. Yeah, I do other things myself. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So talking with other independent artists, how they go about the press and the marketing and securing the press features, it's great to learn and talk about. Because yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I, I still do it now. I, I don't always go through a PR company. I think I couldn't. I can't. It's it's not quite um, financially viable right now to do that. I can I can still con you know make contacts. You can you can do it for free. You don't have to pay. You can. Uh, if you find the contacts, you know, you, you can drop them an email, you put your press shot in there, a link to your SoundCloud, but a private link. And then you can even write, um, you can include your bio about yourself. And then you can also include um, just about your single, about what inspired it. And um, and also how you might describe it uh, sonically um, and, and pop that in the email and get them out. You don't always guarantee getting feedback or getting used but it's uh, it's doable yeah for sure for sure so your opinion tips and best practices for independent artists just starting starting out do you think they should focus on gaining the contacts and securing press features or do you think that they should focus on social media content and growing their audience first um yeah, I, th I think growing your audience first. I mean, just going from my experience. I mean, yeah, I think because the thing that you can do in tandem with growing your audience is working in your craft. And it's certainly what I did in terms of releasing covers. But, you know, these days, the, no matter what level you were at, whether you got a manager or not, there's a huge demand on artists to be able to create content. And that's just the yeah. way it is, whether you like it or not. And you know, you, you, you might start off a bit rubbish at that. I know I did, but you do learn things along the way and you might learn what your style is and what your way of entertaining is and what your way of creating content is. And on the, along the way, like you say, you'll, you'll build your skills. And yeah, I think it is definitely important to build an audience because um, obviously, yeah, you, you might be putting out tracks and not have anyone to send them to. Um, yeah. Although, you know, the act of releasing songs can certainly draw people in. Yeah, uh, and 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 I think you, you mentioned whether I mean yeah. So bring that first, and then once you're releasing songs, then you can contact uh, press. But I think the networking comes amongst that. You know, um, I think from starting out, I think that a big part of it is networking with other musicians, um, whether you like it or not. I think in the early stages, people. Uh, your average person, I, don't, I mean, this is my opinion, your average person is maybe less likely to invest in an artist they don't really know. They might go for the bigger artists. So you're actually, a lot of the time, you do rely on other musicians to help support you. So, you know, mm -hmm. helping out other musicians, sharing their things, creating those connections um, is, is really valuable. Yeah, no, networking is extremely valuable, especially in the music industry. That's a great point, yeah. And you mentioned how when you were first starting with creating content and then releasing your first songs, you did covers. So that's cool. So would you say releasing and posting covers, it helped you grow and find your audience? Was that a, would you recommend yeah. that as a first step? 
to I think so. I think I think, I think it's a solid way. I mean, you might have your own way of doing um of of doing content. You know, with TikTok now there's so many ways that you can really find your own way of doing it. You might have you might be really good at guitar licks and you could you could do that, but I think if you're a singer-songwriter, I think you do learn so much by doing covers. And my attitude when I was doing covers, because I was wanting to simultaneously learn and improve, is just, you know, try and raise the bar each time in terms of maybe difficulty. But yeah. also, you know, when you're doing covers, I think I've come to realise it's, it's about doing covers that really suit your voice. Yeah, and what you, you love. Like, no, what you love, obviously. Because, yeah, it should not be a chore. It should be enjoyable. But um, I think... It's important to know the strengths and weaknesses of your voice. Uh, what kind of styles would you suit? You know, it doesn't mean you're a bad singer if you can't sing a certain style. Just maybe it's not for you. If you yeah. find that right song that's right for you, it can be, it, it can work really well. And also making point, covers yeah. your own is. Sorry, I, I, I really waffle. I hope you don't mind. Sorry, it's been a bit one-sided here, but I. Uh, no, not no, it's not at all. Not information. At all. Um, just from what I've kind of picked up is that. Um, um but yeah obviously when you do a cover i mean you know you might want to try and make it your own and something i've been trying to do lately i've just i'm going to release a cover tomorrow is like applying some of production skills to it and 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 try to do something a bit different with the uh the, can, can you make it slower can, how can you make it faster what can you um make it in a different style, you know, can you, if mm -hmm. it's an electric guitar normally, can you make it into an acoustic version, you know, what way can you just shake it up? And I think it's all about entertainment. When I think of social media, like how can I entertain people? Yeah. How can I? Yeah. No, great point. Exactly. Now more than ever, people want authenticity, but they also want to have fun. They want to be entertained. And now short form content has blown up and you increasingly see content that does extremely well based on the algorithms when it hooks you in in the first couple of seconds. That seems to be the defining factor. You know, it's really cool to see how it's involved. But would you say that if you could hook people in in the first three seconds, that helps a piece of content blow up? You think that's yeah, where it's going? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, people's attention spans are so small, but that's just the nature of how these apps work, don't you? And like you're on TikTok, you. You flick, you, people flick through. They can tell in yeah. an instant um, whether. So I, I've heard something like, you know, some people can just, just like youngs people, they can look, they've grown up on TikTok or whatever, and they can just tell instantly whether a, a video is going to be good quality or not. Yeah. Uh, so if you can have great lighting and, you know, the way everything's framed and that in, first impression looks great, uh, I think that's certainly really important i mean something i'm trying yeah. to learn i'm not i'm not perfect at it but yeah me know. too i'm always trying to learn but it's amazing one piece of content can change your life and trajectory of your career and For i've sure. been getting back into covers too like i'm realizing i've been trying to create more covers and get back into like the basics of playing guitar or singing like i'm just having fun with covers at home trying to make content with that and i'm having so much fun i'm realizing i haven't done this in a while i haven't necessarily yeah. posted this this could be a cool direction new direction my page could go in and what you mentioned before was a great point i just remembered it again what you were saying when you were first starting with content well basically you get to learn your skills as you go along and yeah it's cool to diversify and see where it goes because you never know what your skills may be like you said like get used to entertaining how you may like it and then you find yeah. your strengths and weaknesses i think that's a great point yeah. like being a find, constant find creator your, your niche you know yeah um, exactly find your niche and and i noticed with you as well it's cool you've posted 
your content game has been strong as hell recently, which is really cool to see. You. You've been diversifying your content. You post music content. You post you in the studio. And you've also been posting these sketches, these comedic sketches. Sure. So what got, what inspired you to create these comedic sketches? Yeah, well, um, I, I mean, I, I have a, an acting background. I, I, uh, I went to drama school. So I suppose it kind of, it's kind of a, it's just normal for me to do performing or different characters or whatever. It's kind of something I've always done. And actually, when I, I mentioned I, I got back into my music in 2020, uh, it was actually doing the sketch comedy that came first, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And that was the really, first kind really. of commented at, um, content I started putting out there. Um, but, uh, Sorry, I forgot the question, but yeah, it was it was back it was back then that I started making it, and I, yeah, and I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's it's just a fun challenge to create a, a little uh, social commentary in such a short short amount of time. Or um, yeah, no, I love it. I'll just be able to play different characters, or you know, the, the the various situations that I've been in my own life, the different people I've met who I think quite amusing, and to be able to like draw from that and put it into, and also feed it into music promotion as well because yeah. uh, you know it can be a bit feel like you're pestering people sometimes if you're always like uh, you know listen to this but if you can do it and yeah. entertain them at the same time you know um you're giving a reason to stick around and it just softens the, the blow a little bit you know yeah exactly sometimes you feel like you're being annoying just trying to constantly post music or the same thing but that's a great point. If you change it up or if you're doing stuff and just having fun with it like that, you're switching it up. You're giving some value out, but you're also giving some entertainment and people may want to stick around. But even the one, one of the ones I recently saw you did, it was really funny. The Brit Award sketch. That was yeah, great. Yeah, sure. It's just, you yeah. look like you're just having fun, having a blast and that's great. That's all that matters. Yeah. Just having fun and you you know, you're just making content, having fun. That That's great. Yeah. So let's talk Thank about- you. Your upcoming EP. You have an eight-track EP coming out that's right. in April. Come back stronger, right? So let's that's, talk that's, about that's that EP. One. What can you tell yeah, us about man. this EP? What is it all about? Yeah. So, um, as the name suggests, it's about me coming back stronger. I, I um, it's about my story of having for for quite a while. I, I left drama school, like I said, because I was trained to be an actor, and I then realised that my um, the path that I set out to be a professional actor wasn't actually right for me. It just wasn't a fit. I, I actually have um, learned difficulties and uh, I was just finding that I wasn't quite meshing with the job of being an actor in terms of my ability to remember lines and it just wasn't how I kind of wanted it to be. And my heart just wasn't in it really. But I was just kind of in limbo. I was like, what What am I going to do with my life? I want to do something great. But and and, and I, but I lost I lost a lot of confidence. I lost. I kind of became a bit aimless. I kind of didn't think I was very good at th things anymore um, because I was kind of struggling in the workplace as well. So I was in a real low point of like kind of learned helplessness almost because I'd had a few like failures. I suppose uh, mm -hmm. you you can sort of teach yourself that oh I'm not really capable of anything. It's kind of learned helplessness, but it's actually not true. You know, you just have to try and find focus. It, if for anyone, but I say if they've got learning difficulties, you know, it's just about yeah, there might be things that you struggle with. Yeah, it might be things that you can't really do that well. Um, but if you just focus on the things you can do, there's a whole world of opportunity. And fortunately, I found that again with um, with music and creating comedy and writing songs. And it just so happens that 
Whereas in many aspects of life in the workplace, I've tried plenty of jobs and I try really hard and I'm not really suited to those. It doesn't really matter because I found this thing that I can do, which is the music. And I feel like I'm yeah. made for that. Uh, so coming out of that rut is kind of the comeback stronger is documenting. It's the story of me coming out of that hole. And it's not all like, Oh yeah, great. Life's life's good now that, you know, the, once you once you do decide to sort of stop feeling sorry for yourself and try and carry across so to speak you know it the 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 story on the ep does document some of the challenges that face on the way more things kind of go wrong and it's how i deal with that and the the ep uh documents that um but i hope that it can inspire and embolden people that are feeling hopeless um and not too confident in themselves that you know they can look at maybe what I've done and and hopefully seeing me being vulnerable and it can um it can inspire them yeah no that's great so the eight-track EP is coming out in April how long did you spend writing this EP how long were you in the studio and when did you first start writing this EP well believe it or not <laughs> the uh two of the songs which I already released last year I'd actually written quite a fair few years ago uh even even though most of the songs are, are within this period of like two years which is about Phoenix and Lone Wolf were actually four and five years before, but the rest of them have been this last two years, you know, for these eight songs, there've been, you know, a hundred of us that haven't been quite up to scratch, but these are the best ones that fully tell the story that I'm trying to tell. Mm -hmm. No, that's fantastic. That, that's great to hear. Were you all in the same studio with Comeback Stronger? Did you work with multiple producers or an individual producer? No, it's, it's just tingy, uh, you know, so like I say, I, I create the demo, I compose it as much as I can um, at home on uh, on Logic and uh, I've got Omnisphere and I've got Splice and I do I do my best, but then take it to tingy and I, I wanted to work with the same producers. So it has, even though I do have various genres that I play around with, working with the same producer, I think allows you to have a sound that's identifiable. And I think that's why you see that um, Lil Nas X has, has worked with it. It's like, I'll take a day trip. He's pretty much worked with them. Oh from yeah. Start. That production deal. Yeah. He's worked a yeah. lot with take a day trip. Yeah. There are a lot, yeah. on a lot of his songs, but I think by doing so he's kind of giving him a rec, you know, he's, he's very diverse in terms of the sounds that he uses and what it draws mm -hmm. from, but he's got a recognizable sound. I think that comes from working with the same producer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you find the right producer, unfortunately, I have, you know? Yeah, and that's great. But that's a really cool topic, yeah, to talk about. Yeah, when you're working with an individual producer or a certain group, yeah, you find that camaraderie and it could just take the music in a whole different direction, yeah. But that's really cool. So you work with Tinji. He was the main producer you work with for, for this sure. upcoming project. Yeah. And also... I seen you've been posting on your socials. You're planning a release show in Manchester, right? So let's talk about that show. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm super excited for it. I just wanted to make it the best show uh, I can, really, and and really bring this EP to life. Um, the cool thing that I want to, you know, if there's any musicians watching, um, you know, I think I, I maybe a, a more typical approach is that I mean, I don't know how it is in in the states, but you know, you might go to a promoter. Um, and they'll and they'll put on the night, but I'm actually putting on the night myself. And I think the benefit of that is because I'm hiring the venue. The benefit of that is, firstly, money. 
which we don't talk about a lot because we just kind of expect we're just going to completely just like not really earn that much through making music all the time. But obviously, I mean, I'm not going to make tons, but it'll just allow me to cover the, the, the costs a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, and that's great. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with talking about that. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, obviously, I'm going to pay all the bands that are supporting and, and my support artists. But, you know, at least a bit of cover some expenses a little bit more. Uh, and also, by putting it on myself, I've got a little bit more creative control in terms of who the bands are that are, are playing and, and just how I promote it, because I'm the promoter of it yeah. as well and how I want to do that. Um, maybe it's not for everyone, but I, I personally like that I'm doing it this way. And I think it works particularly way, well for um, an EP launch. Um, so perhaps not for every gig, you know, it's good to work with promoters for other gigs, but maybe if you're doing an EP launch or an album launch, perhaps think about putting it on yourself. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, numerous bands and artists, some of them have done it in the US. But even like when I was growing up playing shows, my high school band, like I put on a little EP release show when I was 18. We rented out a space as well. It was a studio space. We did the same thing to promote the EP. I agree with you. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's a little more pressure, but yeah. it's fun. You get mm. to meet and network with new people and yeah. you get to experiment with the marketing too, which is cool. For and sure. that's like a great point I wanted to lead to. As independent artists, sometimes you're wearing a lot more hats than yes. in other careers. You're balancing you're balancing so much with mm. promoting, marketing, and music creation. So with your career, how do you market your music? You have over 500 monthly listeners on Spotify. You've yeah. amassed 100,000 streams on Spotify alone. How did you market your songs? Yeah, well, it's a it's a process where I feel like I'm continuing to learn and also learn about what you, your goals are. You know, it's that thing of like, you know, work backwards from what you want. Now, if you want lots of um, streams, for instance, a lot of the ways that people want to do that is by playlists and that's, I submitted to playlist and that was part of the way I, I did that. Nice, um, nice. But the way I see it is that what what I want personally right now is, 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 is more fans. So, I mean, it's a huge thing of how do you market yourself, but like, you know, cause it comes down to your brand and, and, and everything you, you can, you can, you can attract people to come with ads and what have you, but they, they're going to want to stay by seeing the whole package, you know, yeah. what's your Instagram profile like in terms of, you know, the content that you were there, is it engaging? Do they like who you, you, the way, you, you know, your, your persona and everything that you're about. But like for me personally, I mean, obviously how it goes, but like for this new release, I'm focusing less on players. I'm not investing in that side of things. I'm investing in ads and I've just, re you know, researched because I, I look at quite a few different, um, music marketing um, advisors, Muse Formation, Damien Keys, Burstamo. Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, those are some more. channels I've checked out as well. Yeah. For sure. Great um, content. Yeah. So, so with this one, I, I'm like, it might not show as many streams, but I, hopefully I can get more fans because I'm doing, the, I'm doing the, um, the ads. But I'm also, I mean, it doesn't work well for every um, genre, but like with the emo trap, like the, the rock hip hop thing that I do, there are certain um, YouTube channels that you can sub submit to. And I, I did that last time with um, with Diamond in the Rough. So I actually submitted to uh, Toxic. I mean, they don't always pick you up. Um, Is that a YouTube channel or a playlisting service? Toxic, it's called? That's a YouTube channel. I think they maybe have some playlisting things. Oh, yeah, check it out. It's a, it's a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, there were a few of us of, of, of that genre, Toxic and Trash and Scroll, and they, they, they do some great um, AMVs, animations. Yeah. You know, like the, the anime things. Which, which are really cool, and 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 within the, they have like communities that are really into this kind of music, you know. Yeah. Um, so I I actually uh, submitted my diamond in the rough on there, mm-hmm. uh, and it did really well. I think part of the reason it did really well was because um, I'm going on a massive tangent here. Um, no, nah, part of the reason good. it did really well. Part of the reason it did it did well is because uh, there's another guy called Diamond in the Rough. Uh, you had a song out called Diamond in the Rough at the time. Uh, and I think people saw saw that that name, that famous name, and maybe thought, "Oh, that's a song for that." Either way, it got like yeah, hundred and sixty thousand views. And off the back of that, I got like quite a lot of organic playlists that I'd never even like submitted to. People had just seen it, they liked the song, and they put it on the playlist. That's amazing. Um, so you know, I try I try and think for the long term. Like, streams good, but you want to get the person to come back, and you 100%. want to create great content and connect with your audience and uh, and entertain the ones you've got. So they, they stay in that they tell the friends. I'm still working it out. Um, but that's that's the way I'm seeing things now, you know. Can that's you- how I feel too. Yeah, you want lifelong friends and fans. You want genuine supporters. Mm. And once you get that, then the streams can follow, you know. Yeah, for sure. But marketing, you never you know who your music and your content will get in front of. And yeah, then they come back for more because they like what you're genuinely doing. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's yeah. It's like going into it with that headspace. It sounds great because then you're building, you're building the genuine connections. Yeah. So with yeah, toxic when you submitted, yeah, when you submitted to um that channel you mentioned toxic. So did mm. you just reach out to that channel through DMs or email, or did you do it through a third party service like Submit Hub? No, you- no. Well, that wasn't Submit Hub. That was I think if you go on the maybe their about section of the channel they probably have a either a website or an email i mean i don't want to misquote this but i pretty they'll have like a website or something you can go on there and submit it or it may even be an email depending gotcha. on the, the channel scroll toxic um Bateki, diff, different ones they might have a channel uh, or they might have a website and you can just submit it in there yeah um, you know the, some are easier to get on than others um and you do have to pay as well yeah, uh, but, cool. I, but, but I think it's a good. I mean, I know a guy called um, Sadzilla, uh, and he's a producer rapper, uh, and he's he's done really well do, by doing that. Um, so I'm kind of following his well, try to see what he's doing and copy that in a way. Yeah, there's new avenues now more than ever. If you're an artist just starting out, now you have YouTube channels and playlists. And you mentioned some channels. Yeah, that's a new way to get your music in front of new mm. people. And you never know who it may strike a chord with. Absolutely, yeah. Now they're the new just, playlist. Just, just try to get part of a community, you know. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind, of, kind of sometimes hard for me because my music's kind of a bit of everything. So it's like, what, where, where does my music fit? But um, if you can find whatever your sound is and what your genre is and try and get part of that community. And there'll be Instagram accounts that are maybe, for instance, say if you make hyperpop music. I mean, I'm going to shout out Hyperpop Daily, you know, and on that, you'll have a community of people there that are really into that music, you know, and you can connect with those people. Or, I don't know, they might be like people that are really into death metal, you know, and you, yeah. you just get within that community. I'm actually, another I'm, another thing, I'm actually on a shout out to the Emo Trap group on, um, on Facebook. There's actually a Facebook group for people who make, I mean, Emo Trap and everything in between, really. Yeah. Um, 
and that has been a good way to sort of network with people. Yeah. Um, so if you can find a Facebook group as well, that might be a good idea. For yeah, it's another genre group you're in. Yeah. It's hard, yeah, because when you're creating, like I feel some of the music I've been interested in making and songs I've released so far, it's inspired by rock and hip hop and pop. Mm. And I'm inspired by so many genres. I grew mm. up with rock and also loved, yeah, classic rock, alternative rock, hip hop, pop, some electronic. And it's great to let all those influences come out. But then also sometimes it's a little harder to market if you have, yeah. let's say, a, yeah, a hybrid true, genre. Yeah. But when you have, yeah. let's say, more of a niche genre, it may be a little easier to get in front of a certain yeah. audience. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I've got a friend yeah. who's a, a brilliant artist, a prog rock, prog rock artist. I think that's really niche, like where the fans for that. But I suppose at least he knows exactly what he is, what he yeah. does and, and where to market it. But I think it might take a bit long. But I mean, I'm not in this game to compromise on the art that I make. Yeah, exactly. You know? Same. <laughs> it's just for the love of it. It's for fun. It, it, exactly. And now, more than ever, with the internet and with, like, we met through the internet, now we're talking, we're broadcasting this. It's now more than ever, there's so many ways that you can network and get your content and music in front of new people that haven't been around for long. And that's the exciting part to me. It's like, there is no right way. There is no necessary yeah, sure. blueprint. It's so cool. It's always evolving and you never mm. know what may happen. Yeah. So the new, the new EP is coming out in April. You have yes. the show coming up. What else do you mm -hmm. have planned for 2022? What else? Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm trying to think ahead, you know, obviously something I'm, uh, a good friend advised me before I started releasing music is it's like, you have a have a release pool because you don't want to release a song and then everyone's like, I love that. I want something else. You got to have something else ready. So I'm trying to think ahead of the EP. Yeah. So I've actually recorded one of my, it might be one of my favorite songs I've ever done. Um, I don't want to give too much away about it, but it's like a, Hopefully, it's, it's going to be quite a, a big summer anthem. Um, I'm really pleased with it. And that really does, it really mixes hip-hop. I'm really rapping more than any other song. I rap a bit on this latest single, but it's a bit of rapping and rock together. Um, and I'm really excited for that one. Uh, I'll probably have a music video for that. I don't know, like, I just love making music videos. I think potentially really effective and really, and I feel like when, when I've got a single that's good enough, I've just got to do a music video. So... I'm going to try and probably do a music video for that. Uh, and then record the other songs that I've written as well so then I can uh, release further singles throughout the year. Like, And I think for the other singles, like they really are going to other, other, other um, avenues musically that I haven't touched yet. Like, uh, believe it or not, country, but then also like mixed with trap and pop. That's cool, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, country's not nearly as popular in the uk as it obviously is in america so it, and i've been getting into that lately uh that's a bit of a stigma in england i think oh we're I mean, really? not the, the hardcore fans but yeah, unfortunately as a bit of a stigma i think it's a great genre. i think it's really underrated um but it's, it's, it's influenced partly by country music uh so then i got another song that's like partly dancehall music i love dancehall music nice uh and it's got a bit of a dancehall influence so yeah 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 that's awesome that's awesome more live shows besides this release show in April. Do you have any tour dates lined up for the year? Any more shows? Not as of yet, to honest with you, but I am in a process now of just applying because I've been focusing on other things, but like my, the process now I'm in applying, applying for festivals in the summer uh, and also speaking to, um, you know, promoters. Uh, but really I'm, I'm, I'm trying to 
this is the thing I'm doing with this EP launch. I'm I'm not stuck just be me and guitar. I'm gonna have a live band, um, and we're gonna be uh, not only playing our instruments live, but having um, the production as well. Uh, so I'm gonna work everything out for this EP launch, and hopefully for the rest of the year we can um, we can do more shows as 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 a unit. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds really exciting. What advice do you have? to independent musicians just starting out? Um, yeah, I, th I think learning your craft through covers if you're just starting out is, is the best way because I think that, that's got, and, 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 you know, just writing as many songs as you can and, you know, you, you will really learn by doing it. There's no um, right or wrong way to do it you'll, you'll learn what works um and i think a good a good piece of advice for songwriting because i used to back in the day just write you know just me on my guitar but if you if even if you're not a producer if you can get the equipment to record yourself i think it's really important if you just start yeah. you don't have anything invest in a interface invest in a mic um invest in a door such as logic i think like if you're a vocalist i think logic is is a good one but i mean other people are like ableton to me logic's a good one um and start writing stuff and and, and putting it into to there and listening back it's important to listen back to your music um and yeah just just, just keep writing and, and then keep pushing yourself to um listen to as many different types of music as you can and uh just maybe take singing lessons to to improve your your voice as well or, or if you don't want to do that you can always look at uh, videos on online just to learn techniques you know eat. i mean not I, I think i mean plenty of musicians don't do this which is like liam gallagher for oasis but i think if you're a singer get a vocal warm-up routine is really important mm -hmm. um you know not only for the health of your vocals but like i know i sound a whole lot better after i've warmed up my voice yeah no i've started doing a vocal warm-up i started lessons again recently and I, nice it just one. feels great, yeah. Just because it's like you you need to, it's like you need to keep your voice in shape, and absolutely, it pushes the boundaries of it. Yeah, like it feels yeah. great to be doing that again. I feel stronger with it. It feels more mm. comfortable, less strain. Yeah, that's helped me. It's changed my routine tremendously. Yeah, it's cool. Absolutely, but that's great yeah, advice. Nice. Yeah, that's all great advice to musicians just Thank starting you. out. Mm. Besides that. What else can you share with us? What are your biggest aspirations with music? What do you hope to accomplish with your music career? Oh man, I'd love a <laughs> it's like a dream. I'd, I'd love a number one album in the UK. That, that that that's probably the pinnacle, probably for a musician. Um, I mean, if you look at someone like, have you heard of Sam Fender? I don't know if he's broke America. But Sam I think, Fender, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what was his record name? And now I've heard of him, Semi Sonic Missile. Seventeen going under, yeah, yeah. Or I find it I find it really cool that because uh, he's he's an artist from the north. Um, okay, and it's really cool when artists like that break in America. Mm -hmm. um, no, I've heard of him on the radio. Yeah. I heard a couple of his singles on Sirius yeah. XM, I believe, on like Alt Nation or ninety two three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I, I think you know to achieve you know the quality of art that he's done and the following that he's got, and then to be able to do some of the live shows that he's got, you know that he'd be a good um blueprint i think uh something like that and yeah just just to have music that's just really will we'll just stick with people for the rest of their lives i think 
and have, have a lasting impression um, and just continue to improve. And yeah. yeah. Do you like creating music in the studio more or playing live? Which one do you like more? Um, or do I you love both studio? I mean, I mean, I mean, there's creating, there's creating when I'm at home doing the songwriting side of things. There's creating studio, but I don't know. I'd probably say creating the, the studio if I'm honest. I don't know. Nice. I, I absolutely love it. It's, um, I mean, I love playing live. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. think the the uh, yeah the connection you can have to the, to, to the audience and that that thrill of performing. Uh, and, and there's still a, a degree of unpredictability there. But I think there's more unpredictability, which kind of I get off on when you're writing a song because, or, or in the studio where, especially with me and Tinji, we like trying out different things and we don't know, you know, we've got it so far, but then just to see how it evolves, yeah. uh, it, that is so satisfying. Yeah. And then playing it back at the end of the day when we've, we've finished with it and um, that is so satisfying. I feel like, with regards to live shows, I can't comment as much yet because I feel like I haven't done, I've done a lot of just me acoustic guitar. I haven't really done the pinnacle of live performing, which I think when, when I'm with my band and my, my production's playing, I've got all my audience there. So when I've done that, I'll have to come back to you and say, well, actually, no, I prefer this more. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just cool to hear from other musicians. Yeah. I need to get back in a live performing. Yeah. What about for you? Would you, would you do, do you have a preference? Currently, I guess where I'm at right now, I'm just trying to continue evolving as a songwriter and producer and build an audience. I haven't played in so long, so I don't know. I mean, you know, it was yeah, that's no an amazing worries. feeling playing. But I guess yeah. right now, I would just say the studio because I'm yeah. just trying to be in the studio as much as possible and just to keep writing and evolving as a songwriter. Mm. But once I'm I play just, again, yeah. who knows how I'll feel? Like you said, maybe Absolutely. it's like the feeling you get from performing that rush. Who knows? I may mm, have to come back to you sure. too and like give you the answer yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's awesome. So where can we find you on socials? Let us know what you want to promote, what channels, what are your yeah, social media handles? Thank you. Yeah, no yeah, problem. So um, on Instagram, uh, it's Scott underscore Magnus underscore. Um, obviously on Spotify, it's Scott Magnus, YouTube, Scott Magnus. And I think that's, probably about it. TikTok is Scott Magnus music. And if you want a lot of a variety of uh, comedy content, but also music content and um, that's the place to go. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Any final thoughts? What else do you want to let the audience know before we wrap oh, well, it up? Yeah, man. Well, I, I want to say, you know, in keeping with the, the message of my EP, you know, if you're feeling, if you're feeling hopeless right now, I mean, that, that is, you don't think maybe you have much value or you don't think your future looks that bright, just like you never know what's around the corner, you know? And if you just try many different things, if you feel like you can't do anything, just try it. You haven't tried everything. You know, there's always hope. Just focus on what you can do um, because that's where the potential is. And, you know, I, I was just playing video games like three years ago, not doing much of my life. I was in a rut and and now just by taking a chance and just dedicating myself to my passion and my purpose like the brilliant things let's just this interview have happened for me and that that could be the same for you i'm no i'm no different to you and it could be the same for you so i yeah. wish yeah 
hopefully not, not inspire people. I don't know. <laughs> it's a great message. Yeah. And I noticed what you have in your Instagram bio, which is great for the underdogs to beat the odds. Yeah, man. Well, do, you, do you like that? I don't know. I, I, that's great. Do you like that? No, that's great. I, what's it? Well, that's great. What was it? Um, oh, what's that? One? I resonate with that as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, good. Well, I'm, awesome. I'm glad. I didn't know how that would come across. If that was just something in my head. Because I was trying to kind of just, yeah, just capture my message. But I'm glad that you think that 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 resonates with you anyway. I appreciate that. No problem. Thank you. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much. No, your questions have been brilliant. And uh, you've listened to me rambling on. No, you weren't uh, I really rambling, appreciate no, it. No, and, no. and the opportunity to, to chat to you, it's been, it's been great. And um, yeah, and, and also, yeah, just to, yeah, it's been great. And I wish you the best of luck with this. Um, I think it's great what you're doing. And yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for the EP. Make sure to check out Scott on all of his social media handles. We'll put some of the information in the bio once this is out. Check out his music and content. And to everyone who's tuned in, thank you so much for checking out another episode of Miltrick Media. I'm your host, Miltrick. Scott Magnus, thank you for coming on. And we will see you all soon.